Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Power Life TV broadcast, Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. It is Tuesday. Day two. Day two. Day two of our um, our seven days of direction. Yeah. Seven days of fasting. And uh, how you doing, Mama? You know. You okay? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> You know, I know that I know how to answer that in Christianese. Yeah, yeah. Come you on, know? come on, give it to me. Uh, I'm I'm blessed. I'm healed. I'm whole. Yeah, glory, I'm free. glory. Aya, aya. <laughs> but the insides are saying, "Look, you know, I want to go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> I slept well last night. I slept yeah. the whole night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, so, yes. So I, I pray everyone is having a great day uh, right along with us. We are, uh, again, day two of our seven days of fasting. What's amazing to me is how incredibly chipper you are throughout this whole fast. The workout has helped me. Ah. The workout helped, you know. Um, so it doesn't help that I'm skipping the gym. You might, you might want to kind of get in there. Yeah, you might want to do a little something, something. Um, right now, I, I, I feel the heat coming off my body again because of a, uh, because of the, I guess working out. Oh. I can feel, I can feel it like coming off. So if I start sweating, y'all just, just don't pay no attention to it. Just keep on, keep on listening, right? Just keep on listening. Um, we've been talking about, we've been talking about the power and the purpose for biblical fasting and prayer mm-hmm. and and why we should fast and i think we are taking this whole week to just deal with fasting and some of the benefits of fasting mm-hmm. um we actually have broadcast notes mm-hmm. so if you go out to our website you can uh if you click on wordpowerchurch.com you can go and click under resources and underneath resources you'll see uh, Daniel fast for direction. Right. And also it has all of the, the, the foods that we're eating mm-hmm. uh, and the things that we're refraining from. From eating, yep. Fasting is always uh, denying your body of certain things for a spiritual reason. Mm-hmm. And so we're uh, if you want to go on out there now and grab, and grab the notes, print out the notes, or just follow along with us, you can do that. Uh, uh, we're, in, we're in day two or we're in page two of our notes. So just go ahead and click on that second one that says 10-5-2021. Also, we're on YouTube and Facebook. I think, think Facebook was having a problem yesterday. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, well, so one of the things that I'm staying away from is social media. Yeah. So I had no clue what was going on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so we're only broadcasting on Facebook. We're not scrolling. Yeah, we're not answering posts. We're not posting. We're not you know, answering posts right now. So we're doing that, you know, obviously for, you know, to have our mind focused on the things of God Mm -hmm. versus, you know, the things of this world and the things that's happening around us. So, you know, so we were totally oblivious as to what was happening on Facebook, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is a good thing, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Uh, Lori Brown says, I need it. I need to eat at y'all house. (laughs) Come on. It's a vegetarian diet right now. I yeah. don't know if you could take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh okay, so let's see. Um, 
today we want to begin to talk about the nine biblical reasons to fast. And and we pray we can get through all of this, but one of the, the best reasons to fast, and we're going to call this the believer's fast. Yeah, you have to go, why am I doing this? Yeah. Uh, by day two, why you am know, I doing this? headaches still hanging, hanging out, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch talking about, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and your body is really fighting you. You know, Ooh. your flesh is fighting you. And when I talk about flesh, I'm not necessarily talking about the body, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about the unrenewed mind right. and the part of you that still wants Things what it wants. Things that it needs. It's- yeah, I, I need my coffee. I need food. I need right. sugar. You know, so you really, really need to understand why you're fasting. Right. So you go, you know, at some point you go, you know, you try to reason and mm-hmm. you go, oh, you know, God is good. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, God will accept this. Yeah. <laughs> so what if I do just go have me a cup of coffee yeah. and have me a, what pull me a couple of shots of espresso? Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, you know, so you do reason. So you have to know why you're doing what you're doing so that you have a better resolve yeah. uh, when when the pains of fasting comes on. You know, yesterday I was, we were reading and it said to wash your face and mm-hmm. to, and to uh, you know, keep your demeanor when you're fasting. And I'm thinking, I just want to lose it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you just want to. Yeah. Like yesterday you was, you were kind of like, yeah, I'm just here, y'all. Y'all don't really understand. I'm just here right now. I really was. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. I said, but, I'm being a horrible example today. But, but, but it was all good. You were beautiful and I love you. And I, I, I think you were laughing at me. No, no, I was not. Yes, you were. No, I was not. Well, if you're looking at your notes, one of the uh, first biblical reasons to fast is what we call the believer's fast. And basically, this believer's fast will help you get free from addictions and habitual sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you say, well, how does this have to do with being a believer? Well, you'll find out, you know, uh, if you go to Mark chapter nine in your Bibles, and we're going to look in the uh, verse 17 and 18 first, it talks about a man uh, who was in the crowd and he's, he, he brought his son to Jesus. He said, teacher, I, I brought my son to you who has a mute spirit. Now that mute spirit means that he couldn't talk. Mm. Uh, I think one translation says deaf and dumb spirit. Mm. So uh, not only could he not talk, but he also couldn't hear. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and they call that a spirit. Yeah. And that's something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, a lot of times we think that, you know, well, if I put some kind of technology on it, it'll fix it. But it was really a spirit. It was a spirit of infirmity and a mute spirit. Mm-hmm. And in verse 18, it says, and whenever it seizes him or wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. So now we're looking at the disciples' faith. Mm. The disciples were uh, were followers of Jesus at this time. They had just seen mighty, mighty miracles in the name of Jesus because Jesus had sent them out two by two. And he said that wherever you go, uh, cast out demons, mm-hmm. raise the dead, mm-hmm. uh, uh, heal the sick. Mm-hmm. And so they saw mighty miracles, but this time when they tried to do the same thing that they performed the same miracle, the same miracle, it didn't work in their minds. It didn't work. Right. Yes. And so we see here that, that the disciples did not take the boy's sin seriously. And, and, And the reason why I say that is because we can't get comfortable with sin 
uh, that we we become so comfortable with sin that we begin to just pet sin. Do you think on some level they thought, well, you know, it's not so bad? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that how they thought about about what he was going through? I really do. I, I really yeah. think that they were so like it was so common. He's managing okay in life. Mm-hmm. He has his parents to watch out for him. You know, he's doing better than ninety percent of people on the planet. You know mm-hmm. how you reason. Yeah. And and he and they thought on some level that, you know, what he was going through was kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like you said, manageable. It was manageable. And and how many times have we just said, Well, you know, I've I've had this pain in my neck and it's just I've just put up with it. Well, you know? what about chronic diseases? Diabetes and, and uh high blood pressure and some of the other diseases that tend to plague, mm-hmm. uh, you know, large groups of people. And, you know, how often have we mm. gotten so comfortable with it that we stop believing God for our total healing and mm. restoration yeah. in those areas? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, uh, we have to take it seriously like God takes it seriously. Mm. He doesn't want you to have any kind of ailment in your body because it 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 leaves you broken Mm -hmm. you know uh poverty is not just about having no money right poverty could also be uh you you're lacking in health Mm -hmm. poverty can also be that you're lacking in spiritual health Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so don't don't put up with sin and don't put up with ailments get free from it right desire to get get free from it now in in mark chapter 9 verse 19 it goes on to say Jesus answered and, and he said to him, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you and how long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Wow. It is something that Jesus got frustrated with the disciples' uh, unbelief. Yeah. They mm-hmm. got, he got frustrated with mm-hmm. it to a point where he said, how long will I have to put up with you? Yeah. Because faithless generation, you remember when he said, it's a faithless generation that always look for a sign. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's a faithless generation always looking for something to change in the natural. Oh, that's true. So the disciples were looking at this and saying, well, it didn't change in the natural. So it must oh, be, well. it must be God's will, mm. you know? So Jesus said, well, how long am I going to have to put up with this? How long am I going to have to show you that this is not God's will? Mm-hmm. And just because you don't see it change in the natural realm, doesn't necessarily mean that it's not working. Wow, that's good. So Jesus goes on to say in verse 20, then he then they brought him to him and when he had saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth just like he had always done. Mm. You know that the, the the devil has no new tricks. So he's just wanting you to think that it's not working. So uh, he'll tell you, go check your bank account. You believe in God for be out of debt. He'll say, go check your bank account. You, you believe in God to be completely healed. He'll say, go. Especially after you pray. Yeah, go feel, feel, feel your body. Yeah, yeah. Especially after you get hands laid on you. Now, right. just go feel it. Go feel it. And, and so the enemy will always try to make you think it didn't work. Believe on a contrary word. Exactly. Yeah. So verse 21. And, and so he asked the father, well, how long has he been this way? And he said, well, from his childhood. So mm-hmm. this had been a long time situation, a long chronic situation. And uh, and often he has thrown them both in the fire and into the water, so forth and so on. Uh, he said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, now here we go, talking about belief. If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. So now he's showing us that there's an area in your life that you're 
that you're lacking. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that you don't believe. Yeah. Yeah. You don't so believe. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the man's uh, response. He says, immediately the father cried out to him with tears. And he said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Yeah. So can so it raises the question, can you have both things happening at the same time? Mm-hmm. Can you believe God on one hand and be in unbelief on the other hand? So now this is why we fast, because a lot of believers go through life mm-hmm. and they go through the year and they're believers. They believe in Jesus. They believe in they believe that God can heal. They believe that God is a deliverer. They believe that God will bless your finances. But there, there are times when you, you, you're in a situation for so long that it causes you to get into what I call unbelief. Unbelief, yeah. So now you're, ch- you're choosing not to believe God in a certain area because you've been in, in a problem for too long. Too long. Mm. So instead of me trusting God and we're not going to go out and get more debt, we're not going to go out and you know create more debt, we're going to just trust God. Well... You've been in the way so long. You've been right. in the situation so long. You go, well, <laughs> let's, let's just go and go down to the bank. So true. Let's just use this credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just do this. That's a simple fix. Yeah. Now you're in unbelief. Right. And how many times have we done that? We'll go to church and we'll hear a good message on healing. All this time, you know, here we are. We've desired that. And mm. now we have that message on healing. And we're we're good. You know, we, we've laid hold of that. And then we feel a pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Or else we have a symptom. Mm-hmm. And then it puts us right back into a state of unbelief where we think instead of trusting God right now, let me pop a pill. Let me take a pill. Let me just go down and, to the and, doctor. And let me say this. There's nothing wrong with popping that pill unless God said don't pop the pill. Come on now. Come on now. I had a, uh, we had a story of a friend of ours and um, he had cancer, real bad cancer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, the Lord told him was, he said, now you go ahead and you take the chemo. But when mm-hmm. he took that last round of chemo, the Lord said, don't take any more rounds of chemo. Oh, yes. Yes. He was, he had stage four. He yeah. was going to, I mean, you know, it, it looked like mm-hmm. he was going to in a natural perish. Yeah. So the Lord give, had given him a word. Don't take any more chemo. Well, the doctor said, well, you need to take this last round. Mm-hmm. But the Lord said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. So he was in a uh, straight betwixt the two. What should I do? Should I take the should I take the chemo or not take the chemo? Well, the doctor says take the chemo. I still feel some kind of way. Well, he had actually several rounds left. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, several rounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he took that last, he took that other round. And after he, God said, said no. After God told him don't do it, he, was, he had gotten into a level of unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so when he took it, he said, Lord, I feel like I'm dying. What's happening here? He said it nearly killed him. Yeah, what's going on? And the Lord said, I told you, don't take any more rounds of that chemo. Mm -hmm. So we have to to know that unbelief can be subtle. It can be. It It can creep into your life. And what fasting does is fasting helps you recognize the unbelief. It mm. fasting gets you out of the unbelief. Yes. It, it gets you into trusting God and disciplining yourself to hear the voice of God and take correction from God. Yeah, so true. Now, if we jump down to verse 28, uh, it says here that when the disciples had come to Jesus privately, they said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said in verse 29, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. 
So, you know, a lot of people read that and they think, oh, I get it. This kind of devil only comes out by prayer and fasting. Exactly. But is that what he's saying? No, that's not what he's saying. Because <laughs> if that saying. was the case, you know, some people put their whole family on a fast, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they be like, I got to get this demon out my house, out my child, <laughs> you know, <laughs> out my husband. <laughs> but Jesus was, was not talking about casting out the demon. Uh, yeah. The demon does not come out because you fast. Right. Like you said, everybody be fasting. The demons came out by fasting. But what was he talking about when he said this kind? Now, let's look at it in context because the because the disciples were referring to the demon. Mm -hmm. But Jesus was referring to something else. Mm -hmm. He said, why? They said, why could we not cast them out? You're right. And then and Jesus said it's because this kind or this unbelief, this kind of unbelief can only come out through prayer and fasting. Yeah. So yeah. when you're looking at unbelief and how deadly it can be and how mm-hmm. harmful it can be, Jesus says the only way you're going to cast that out, and that means like fling it far from you, like mm-hmm. like throw it far away from you. The only way you're going to get rid of this unbelief, this going back and forth, this vasculating back and forth, is you must take some time right. to pray and, and fast. It goes back to our level of trust. If we know it's God's will, mm-hmm. and we know that, uh, you know, the only thing that's keeping us away from God's promise is our own fear, mm. our own not trusting God. So good. Then we know it's time to fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no question that God wants you to be prosperous. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are on the fence about whether or not God wants us to prosper, but God's wow. word clearly tells us that wow. he wants us to prosper. Mm-hmm. So for us to be, you know, less than prosperous in our own assessment of our own situation, we think that we're not prosperous. That means that we need to get the unbelief out. We're Say not that. trusting Say God that. on the level that he wants to bless us. Yeah, so That's good. what fasting is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about trusting God on the same level he wants to bless us mm. so that we could be blessed in whatever areas. You've said a mouthful. Fasting helps us to trust God on the same level that he wants to bless us. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is that fasting brings me up to a higher level. It does. It, it, it increases my spiritual awareness. It increase, increases my spiritual capacity, so to speak. Yes. You know, we've been talking about the heart and if God can get it in your heart, he can get it in your hand. In your hand. So fasting yeah. enlarges the heart. Yeah. Why did he say believe it? If you can just believe, nothing mm. will be impossible. Mm, that's so and good. what did the guy say? Well, I believe, but help my unbelief. unbelief. In other words, there's something that's fighting my faith mm-hmm. and it's my unbelief mm-hmm. that's fighting my faith. And if you know you have some unbelief. So in your heart and in your life that's fighting your faith, then what you need to do is take a fast. That's so good. That's so good. So uh, why do we fast then? So here's some notes that we can look at. Why do we fast? Number one, to break free from the habits and the addictions to certain sins, which are a result of unbelief. Yeah. And I think we didn't elaborate on, on that too much, but when we talked about habits and addictions, they are all formed by doing the same thing over Over and and over over again. again. Well, the scripture says that he had a spirit, a deaf and dumb spirit, Mm. which means that it wasn't something that 
just came upon him from time to time. This deaf and dumb spirit became his habit. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. how That's he good. was. That's good. You know, if you want to know how a person is, what, you know, what you will sometimes say is he has the spirit of his father. Mm -hmm. Well, what does that mean? That means he acts just like his dad. Mm -hmm. He, he has, habitually, habitually acts like he his has dad. taken on his dad's habits. He does everything he see. He sees his father do. He will imitate his father down to a T. Well, so when you have a spirit of something, it means that you, your characteristics are, you know, just the same as this spirit. Some people have a haughty spirit. That mm -hmm. means, you know, everywhere they go, they, they act in a habit that's haughty. Mm. Or you might say, oh, wow. that person is mean spirited. Or you might attribute that same habit to, you know, an animal. Mm -hmm. uh, leave, that, so leave that dog alone. It's kind of mean spirited. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that it has a habit of biting or scratching mm -hmm. or doing something mm -hmm. that, you know, that that doesn't go along that that is a um i'm sorry i know what you're saying it's negative yeah so so what you're saying then is the way to break the habits mm -hmm. the ungodly habits the sinful habits is you must fast you must fast fast will help you break out and really all of those things uh the addictions the sinful habits the the things that we do constantly it's just a sign of unbelief. Yes. And when you say, you know, Lord, you know, this thing that I, that I do, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I need help. Yeah. Fasting is a great way to break that habit, to you know, break that addiction. You know, I was listening to somebody talk the other day about uh, Jim Baker. Mm. And and I'm a, I think this may identify certain people, but Jim Baker made this statement. He said when he was in prison, he said, I didn't stop loving God. Mm. He said, I just stopped respecting God. Wow. So when when you think about it, unbelief brings you to a level of disrespect of God. Wow. Not not honoring the fear of God or not being not, genuine not, in your walk. Not genuine in your walks. See, a lot of people love God. A lot of people say, I I love the Lord. I know I'm going to heaven. And that's that's probably 80 to 90% of the church. Mm -hmm. But when you stop respecting God wow, and respecting his correction and respecting his voice and I even respecting think respecting the house of God. Yeah. Come on. Cause you know, one thing that is uh, kind of, you know, it, it kind of hurts me a little bit is when people have certain conversations in the sanctuary, mm -hmm. when they say certain, certain actions, certain actions in the sanctuary. And it's like, don't you think that of all places that this is where you should not do that? Mm, you come know, on, come on. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think this is the worst place to do what you're trying to do? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to go back to that reverential fear of God, mm -hmm. you know, that's it. And, and, and basically I believe fasting because when you can tell your body, no, and you can tell your flesh no, mm -hmm. you know, that's when you can b begin to allow the Lord to tell you no in certain right, areas. When, right. the, when the Lord says, okay, you're going the wrong way, turn around. Yeah. You, you, you'll say, okay, Lord, yeah. I hear you. I respect you. I honor you. But when, when you don't honor God, mm -hmm. you become ashamed. That's so true. You become ashamed. And so, uh, so best way to break free from habits and addictions and somebody say this is for me today thank you for teaching on this <laughs> pastors i've been going through something i don't want to tell the church about it i don't want to tell you about it i don't want to tell anybody about it it's bad enough that god knows about it mm. 
God says today, take take some time to fast. Yes. During the seven days, let God help you through this situation. He just wants to help you. Now, the, the second thing we want to talk about of why we fast is to put our total trust in God and satisfy, to, excuse me, to put our total trust in God to satisfy all of our needs. All of our needs. If we if we totally just trust God, he will satisfy every need. You don't need anything else. You don't need a drug. You don't need alcohol. You don't need pornography. You don't need, you know, the lustful things you've been doing. You don't need coffee. You don't need coffee. <laughs> you don't need sugar. You don't need a honey bun. All you need is total trust in Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, I think we're going to try to get into this next part here on uh, the Ezra fast. And if we don't finish today, we'll pick up tomorrow. Right. But the Ezra fast. Now, this is the number two reason why believers must fast. And it's to get freedom from great financial problems and freedom in hard times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the story of Ezra in Ezra chapter eight, verses uh, 21 through 23. It says, then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and our all, and all our possessions. So he's looking for the right way not to just handle his kids or his people or those who are following him. But, but, his, but financial. He wants financial direction from God. Financial direction. He also says, for I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king saying the hand of our God is upon us, upon all, all those for good who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and we entreated our God for this and he answered our prayer. Right. So, you know, he had gone and petitioned the king for these resources mm -hmm. and he felt guilty. Yeah. Because he felt like in petitioning the king, he wasn't trusting God to provide these resources. Mm. And so he felt, you know, ashamed. Mm -hmm. He felt like not only was he ashamed, but he was embarrassing his God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he went before the Lord in prayer and fasting and to fasting. get his answer. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you know, financial issues will not be solved just because you trust in your education. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people think if I get a college education, then that means that I'm going to get a job. Well, guess what? It doesn't always work that way. That's right. Come on. That's right. A college education doesn't guarantee you a job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, does that mean don't go to college? No, go to college. Mm -hmm. You know, but if the Lord is telling you to go to college. If, yeah. If God is telling you, if God tells you to go in another, another direction, mm -hmm. if it's really the voice of God, then you will see the fruit of that thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see the end manifestation of that voice you heard. And, you know, I'll I, I continue on in what you just said, but there are some problems that can only be overcome by revelation. And that's what Ezra was doing. Ezra was saying, I, I could trust in the arm of the king, but I told him that God, my God, I have a revelation of God's protection. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to trust him. But but what fasting does is fasting brings you to that revelation. That's so good. You know, we're going to stop right there because we want to talk some more about this tomorrow. Because one of the things that you are teaching on in Bible college is financial stewardship. Yes. And, and and really fasting can help you in this financial stewardship yes. because you can you can keep account of your flocks. Uh, one thing that we're looking at is we're not spending so much during this fast. So now we can budget a little bit better. Yep. 
Fasting will help you budget your finances. Fasting will put God in control over your finances. Yep, yep. So let's talk some more about that tomorrow. Okay. Just a little bit about how God can help you through financial problems and freedom in hard times when you're going through a fast. Amen. Amen. We pray y'all receive this word today. Listen, go back and watch it. It is so good. Uh, we got some reports even that people have been blessed by this. Wow. Even yesterday, even yesterday's Mm -hmm. uh, message, they were blessed by it and that they need it. So give us some testimony. Let us know if what you heard today or what you heard yesterday is actually helping you. Amen. Uh, We love you. Listen, go back out to the website. It's on our wordpowerchurch.com under the resources tab. Click on Daniel fast for direction and you'll get the meeting notes. You'll get what we're doing for fasting uh, for the Daniel fast, what we're not doing. And I believe if you pray during the times that you would eat, and if you would take some time to eat better, you'll find yourself getting out of the unbelief, breaking certain habits, you know, creating new habits. And I believe you're going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Let me let me bless you. Let us speak a word over you. The Lord bless, bless you, you and keep you. you. The, the Lord, Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. peace. We declare shalom and blessings over your life. And we declare that Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Be blessed. We love you. And we will see you next time. Amen. Amen.